They say, they say we should have known better than to fall so deep down, deep down into this rabbit hole we found. And I was thinking on the long way down here, no life, no light, no sight, no sound down here. Welcome to the Down the Rabbit Hole Podcast, your regular dose of information security through the tempered lens of real-world experience. And now, your hosts, James Jardine and the White Rabbit, Rafael Los. Welcome again. This is Raph Lose, the White Rabbit. Welcome you new down the rabbit hole. I have with me a, a cool guest uh, who speaks the same language of metrics and operational efficiency that I do. Um, we spent the last 15 minutes joking about things we probably shouldn't include on this podcast because uh, they reference so just so much fun that we've had in our careers. But we're going to keep this one above board. And uh, Wasif Shakil is a program director with General Dynamics and a with a unnamed government agency. Wasif, welcome to the show, man. Hey, how's it going? So um, I, you, you love the same things I do, numbers absolutely, and operations. Absolutely. My, my whole life, all of my decisions are based off of neat little Excel spreadsheets. Wait, wait, wait. You make decisions based on real data? <laughs> absolutely. What are you doing in security? We like hype. <laughs> no, we need the hype to sell stuff. <laughs> oh, wow. So we need – so that's, this is a self-feeding engine. No, um, so in, in the operations space, right, in, in – in, Government, I have to say, government has got to be a non-fun place to be an operations guy right now. Uh, I don't think that's true. No? I, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, operationally, I mean, you, it, like, you, you love the pace of, 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 of incidents occurring, stuff happening at, at, at your perimeter, stuff happening inside. It's very interesting. And then I get to run around with my hair on fire, hence why my head is so shiny. That is, wow, that's a visual for you folks uh, on the other end of the uh, headphones here. Shiny um, head. Yes, he he's referencing the fact that he's got a very big buzz cut going. Um, no, but so the whole notion of running around with your hair on fire, uh, when everything is on fire, how do you figure out what to put out first? When everything is on fire, uh, obviously um, uh, there's 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 those priorities. It's I want to say it's the most critical asset first, and that's usually the case. But sometimes it's the stuff that'll keep me out of the news first. <laughs> so so that's that's all always very important. You got to pass the uh, the Washington Post test. You know, it's it's interesting because uh, I know a lot of CISOs that use the exact same measurement except that's used on Wall Street Journal, USA Today, sure. Washington Post, whatever. USA Today, really? Uh, yeah, well, there's one outside my room. That's the first <laughs> thing I saw this morning when I entered, exited the room. Uh, and, hey, it. look, if you're if you're on CNBC, if your CEO is on CNBC having to explain a, da- a major data breach, right. you're about to have a bad day, right, in security. Absolutely. Now, let me let me throw this at you because I, I had this in a slide deck I presented on recently. Uh, and it kind of got a couple of people a little bit upset because uh, this is a, a little bit departed from the, the conventional thinking. I don't think getting into a data breach scenario, like you've had a breach, is necessarily the end all. Like it's done. You're, you've failed, right? Having Being breached can't be seen as the ultimate failure, can it? Uh, you know, I don't think so. I mean, I'll always remember uh, um, that they, like – the, the bad guys, whoever it is, insider threat or, or bad guys, they only have to be right once. And, and so it, you, you can't judge your sock by ha- that, that a breach actually occurred. And, and, you know, a lot of it has nothing to do with your sock. It's your, your infrastructure, your policies, your procedures, 
um, in, in Insider, even though there's lots of great Insider Threat programs, an Insider by nature has access to everything that they need to do uh, to, 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 to make it happen for themselves. And I, I won't take any examples and make heroes out of the ones that they like to make heroes out of. Right, I, I agree. Let's, let's not give that any more press. Uh, so the, the whole notion of, of reach is an end state, as a bad end state, I think is ridiculous, as, as you agree here. But we haven't, I mean, the focus of the conference here in Arts Keynote uh, yesterday and several other, uh, of, I mean, this isn't limited to us in this conference, right? This is just in general. The notion that we are living in a world where we just have to assume bad things have happened and we just have to get over the fact that the enemy can scale the wall, tunnel underneath it, we have to learn to detect better, respond more effectively, right, and resolve issues more meaningfully and more appropriately. But those those sort of fly in the face of what many board of directors are telling our CISOs is we can't get breached. So uh, you're, you're, uh, you sound like a great guy. I just want to hug you right now. Um, I do a lot of hugging, by the way. Um, but I'm a huggable guy. <laughs> you are a huggable. For, for those out there, he's a very huggable guy. But, um, but yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, it, the things that, that, should, that should scare your board of directors is more some, some level of complacency in your SOC saying, oh, okay, I've prevented breaches, I've done a good job. If, if, if you've got a SOC manager saying, I'm great, I can catch everything, I know all the unknown unknowns, and you've got a problem, and you've got to replace that SOC manager. Yeah, they're, they're, I don't think we know all the known knowns. Forget, <laughs> forget using the word no, unknown yet, right? Yeah. There is, I mean, look. When I got into this market, right, into the security and IT thing, it, what, security wasn't a separate discipline back in 97, 98. It was just, I was an IT guy that managed yeah. a firewall sometimes. Uh, and, and we installed antivirus and patched servers every once in a while. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't as critical back then. Um, and we could quantify the things that were going to eat us in the dark, right? Like we knew that there was a finite amount of viruses out there and we, you know, roughly, there was no O day, zero day market out there. There was not a black market for zero day. There was no, uh, there was no uh, what do you call it? The verticalized or specialized, you know, uh, chain for uh, uh, incidents, right? There's not a guy that could specialize in writing O days who could specialize or sell on the black market to a guy who figure out how to you know, get a good foothold who could then sell to a guy who, you know, it's like this stuff didn't exist. Well, the market didn't exist for it. Yeah. And, and, and so w as soon as you monetized, as soon as you monetized this, uh, the, uh, as soon as you had a black market for, for, for our data, for our credit cards, for, for our social security numbers, uh, all of a sudden there's, there's much, there's a much, uh, there's, there's incentive for everybody and their mother to get involved. I want to be a hacker. I want to be a hacker. And then conversely, now you have everybody going, I want to be in, in security. I want to be in security. Yeah, but you know, look. Let's play, let's face it. Everybody wants to be in security on the offensive side. Yours and my job are not sexy, right? We are we are on the we, we get beaten up for a living. We just try not to like. We just try to give back to work the next day. You know what? I, I I've I've done pest, pen testing. It's cool. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not saying offensive security or anything. Is there's there's anything wrong with it? And there's there's few and far between that actually do it. But well. D yes, d do it, and then there's fewer and far far between that that do it well. But uh, honestly, I think I think there's nothing is sexier to me than IDS analysis and incident response. I think that is probably the coolest job that that you could possibly have um, all day, every day. I would take that um, as as my my job of choice. I, I I love doing this because I think they, you know, the notion that you have it's. I kind of feel like sometimes when. You know, I feel down. I, I think of the movie 300, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we are fighting against the invading <laughs> hordes. Uh, 
this is Sparta, right? We will defend our home. And it's, look, it, we kind of sometimes have to have this tiny little tactical team. Our business can afford to have two security people. Ooh. Right. Meanwhile, you know, right, there's a, how many bad out there? Um, you know, the zeros fall off the edge of the table. Um, but let's, let's, let's be real about it. The threats, right, the numbers of advanced threats that we're going to face is far outnumbered by the amount of simple things that will get us as well. Not to minimize the advanced threats, because they exist. And I'm in your line of work, I'm sure you see things that are way more exotic than sure. some businesses. Sure, but, but that's not where we spend most of our time, though, yeah. right? We, we, we got to, I mean, uh, we, we got to keep our doors locked, our windows locked. We, we, we have to do the basics, right? And, 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 and there's going to come a time um, when, when, when malware is malware and malware infrastructure, actually, we're already there, sorry. Malware infrastructure is so cheap to buy. Everything is APT now. And you know, and, and if, I, if I was an APT actor, that's probably what I would do because you're, you're just mimicking everybody else, right? And, and it's, even when you get caught, who cares? It was $17 to buy that kit. Let's move on to the next one. You know, that, that's what worries me is when we start seeing like, you know, these, these various remote access Trojan, these various rats, and these toolkits, you know, Zeus, uh, and some of the other uh, Trojans and bots have been uh, effectively given to the community, right? And then, or people have reverse engineered them. Mm -hmm. And now we have variants of variants of variants. Mm -hmm. And pattern-based detection is only effective at like the block level. I heard somebody tell me yesterday that pattern-based effectiveness, um, when, you, when we're looking at advanced threats, right? Some of the really advanced stuff you can't look at the entire binary. You can't look at the entire package. You have to look at pieces of it because it resembles pieces of it. Uh, other pieces, you're like, that looks sort of like this, right. and it's like a 60% match. Hey, I bet those are the same family. We've got families of malware. <laughs> and and, and, and you, you, were, you were mentioning, you know, signature-based AV or IDS, it has its place. You need it, right, as, as, as your basic. Yeah. But I, I call that sock complacency saying, I've got an IDS. I'm good to go. I'm done. Uh, you know, you're, somebody really needs to delve into uh, to, to a user session in, in order to really understand what's going on in behavior-based analytics. That's that, that's what that's what's going to should be your bread and butter for your SOC. And 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 the, and the SOC guys out there who say, yeah, I've got AV deployed. I've got an IDS. I just it's plug and play. Uh, th those guys scare me. You know. Well, so the alternative though is the really hard security stuff because. In an environment like yours, you don't get one alert a day. You don't even probably get, even with customizing your rules, even with continually trying to strive for operational excellence in terms of you know, what kind of rules you have and how you refine, you still probably get tens of thousands. Yes, of course, and, and any, any federal agency will. Um, but I'll tell you how I started out as an analyst. I had no IDS experience. I just started delving into each rule. I had my favorites. Every day I started my shift and I would start looking for my favorites, okay? I, and so those are high confidence rules for me. Yeah. Now, um, you, you have something like ESM, you create a high confidence channel for yourself. Oh, I like this. That channel, everybody should be monitoring that channel. If, no, if you do nothing else all day long and you've accomplished uh, alerting, I mean, reviewing every alert in that channel, you, you're, you're doing a good job. You're, 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 doing more than, you're doing more than a lot of other folks doing who, who have a, a single pane right. and there's 10 million alerts going by and, and you're just like, hmm, that one looks nice, that one looks nice. Hey, look, lots <laughs> of red, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, if, if, if um, something, something I like to do is analyzing how many, how many investigations an analyst is doing versus how many actually incidents they find. 
right? Because if you see it, so, so you get a lot of investigation tickets. Ooh, wow, ooh, sin flood, ooh, sin flood, wow. Uh, Look, we've been port <laughs> Oh my God, right? And, and so, great, now what do I do? Nothing, there's no incident. Right. We, we, you know, you smack them on the back of the head and you say you need to build up your ratio of your, of your investigations to confirmed incidents. Because if you can't do that, you, you, you may be spinning your wheels a lot, but you're not actually doing anything to improve my security posture. Yeah, you're doing lots of things but accomplishing no real work. Exactly, and you might even be doing the, 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 the reverse. You might be sending those alerts out to some, some poor admin who's, who's tr tr doing everything he can to maintain a safe system. Then you're asking him for logs on, oh, you got, you got a sin flood from the router. Come on, like the, the, we we need we, we need the we we need the security managers to be monitoring the quality level of analysis. Ah, and now we're in the quality, and I feel home. Um, so <laughs> one of these KPIs, as I I've done a little bit of work uh, last several months with a couple clients, um, mostly in the in the in the uh, private space, uh, you know, big enterprise kind of space. But if you think about um, what makes an operational capacity and response uh, capability uh, effective, right? You have, there's two very distinct roles. There's an event analyst or an alert analyst. And it depends on how you, whether, you, whether things generate alerts or events and that's debatable. But the things that pop up on your console that you'll investigate and look at, and then there's the incident responder. Mm -hmm. Decoupling these two roles, right? I think is extremely important. And then we start looking at what you just hinted at, is the how many events do we have or how many alerts pop up and what's the alert to incident ratio and over time if we're learning right and the analysts are getting smarter and can you know have things like these crazy notions of knowledge systems right knowledge building systems and and we go from uh, hey look there's this thing looks real hand it off to an analyst uh, incident yeah. responder to hey this thing looks real I've seen this before oh here's what we should do to it bump 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 done next thing Right. If you can drop your alert to incident ratio, right, more alerts to less incidents, I think that's a measure of operational maturity. And absolutely. And, and how many events you, and alerts you can review in a in a given uh, in a given uh, shift, right? In an eight-hour shift, if you're expected to review a thousand alerts, you're going to get through the first fifteen or twenty, and the rest are going to probably fall off the bottom. If you're lucky. If you're lucky, right? If you're really good, because you've got tons of data. I know data. you said no hugs, but I still want to hug you right yeah, now. Right. A fist bump. Fist bump. Okay. Bunny fist bump. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we, we're, we've got this kind of thing going on. Meanwhile, there are too many people still on this treadmill of pain where it's like, okay, I've got 10,000 alerts every day. I've got a part-time analyst. Um, they're also doing, they're also the software security gal. Um, so she's got to go scan 500 new web apps this week and respond to alerts. You're like, okay, this is, stop. Just stop what you're doing. Drop one of those because the other one is dying. It's ineffective. I, dude, you're 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 so preaching to the choir right now. Decoupling the the incident responder from the mo from from the monitoring analysis team, that I, that was one of the first things that I did in my organization. Um, it, it 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 helps you, and uh, and so many levels. Um, you're 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 leveraging your staff better. Um, there is there's a school of thought that they're all tied up. Maybe maybe if you're small, you need that. But if you're if if if, if you really want to leverage them efficiently. Decoupling them is great. Yeah. Um, uh, also, 
um, building out a knowledge base, efficient procedures. All this stuff sounds boring until you get the 10:30 at night calls daily saying, "How do I? How do I do this? What, you know, how do I look up this host name? How do I do this? Who do I call for?" Without without those uh, those streamlined processes, yeah, uh, you're you're not going to achieve any kind of operation. So there's there's one key that uh, most of the the conversation is centered around in terms of operational response. That no, that for some reason it just doesn't click in this security mentality, and it's four letters: CMDB. <laughs> Who's got one? I would love one. Oh no! Well, so <laughs> lots of IT departments have them. But yeah, security but people are like, which why stock, do we need those? Yeah, which stock leverage is a CMDB? I would love. We're, we're sitting there trying to create our own from you know from random alerts that are flagging, and, and we have no picture of the of of our whole universe. That's so not knowing our assets. One of the one of the primary. A deterrence of, of having a mature sock yep. and and it, it's it sucks it's going to be a never-ending ba battle my recommendation to anybody out there at least know the ones that are important to you yeah do you know the ip range to your server farm do you know what os is your server farms run do you, any of that any what of that versions, you, what kernel versions <laughs> you're on right if, if if a sock manager can knock it not his head to any of those i'm happy with them yeah or like you know for example you know uh, where do uh, where do you have your jump boxes for your ssh connections right um, which developer so where are your developer farms but you know there'll be some weird squirrely activity but it's like eh, they're developers they do what they do right where do you what should be going on on port 80 or 443 and why is that machine you know using port 4017 that's an SSH server with no outbound activity. That's weird. Right. Hello. Uh, hopefully your Xfil stuff is flagging all over the place. Uh, well, in order to understand what Xfil looks like, you have to understand what regular traffic <laughs> looks like. Sure, sure. Know your baseline. Um, yeah. I, I mean, sorry. You're, I, 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 I'm just brimming because <laughs> I found my well, twin. I found my twin brother here. <laughs> yeah, this is this is interesting. I mean, I, so my background is is looking at again. For us, you know, um, this is sort of second nature, and this makes this complete sense. But you, uh, no joke, you, you talk to uh, folks that are building security teams, and they're like, okay, so, you know, uh, you will ask if I give you an IP address, can you tell me the last four changes that were made to it? Well, I can send an email. No, no, that's not what I asked. Right? I know you can send an email. I can too. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can send an email pretending yeah. to be you, but let's not go there. Right? <laughs> it's like, but you, you need to know. You need to know what changes were made. You know, were, were they high-risk changes, low-risk changes? Um, it, another really good measure of a, of a mature security organization is how many self-inflicted wounds do you give yourself, right? How many times do you patch something and the patch breaks legitimate functionality? You know, I, I don't know. Does that happen often? I hear that. I hear. I always hear. I can't patch this because it's going to break something. I always hear that one. I I I have yet to see the patch actually break a whole lot. Um, of, of, of I have a few that I wish I could tell you. Most of them recently center around Java versions. Okay, well, sorry, that's a whole other. <laughs> that's <laughs> but, a whole but, other conversation. But look, um, realistically, there are so many technologies. Let's beat on beat up on Java for a second, because that's everybody's favorite whipping boy right now. Sure. Um, but there are so many technologies where we go, oh, well, the so simple solution is rip it out of the environment, and then you go, um, by the way, to manage our outbound proxies and 17 other security technologies, yeah, you need a vulnerable version of Java. And their update won't be released for six weeks. So in the meantime, eh? maybe a little detection. 
Oh, come on. You're asking. Now, you're just, now you're just asking for too much. You want detection? You want detection and operational response as well? Wait, you just identified a risk. Maybe we need to change our detection strategy. I, 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 uh, there's, a, there's a princess uh, bride quote that's applicable right here. And uh, that is when he says, uh, one of the characters says, you keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. How many times have you heard somebody say risk, 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 risk? And you're like, you just used it in three different contexts. Two and a half of them weren't valid. And you're a CISO. This is bad, right? Like, what is risk? What the hell does risk mean? I mean, it's it's the conglomeration. It's not it's 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 not a single factor, right? It's a conglomerate conglomeration of your, your of the probability of something happening. So sometimes sometimes there's zero probability of, of of anything happening, or sometimes this is unreachable by the outside, and you the, the risk is a little lower. Sometimes the asset is not even critical enough for you, for it to matter to you, right? And and this is where we get into this server must be patched. And you're like, yes, but it is in a sandbox, and it will be torn down tomorrow. Otherwise, it would take me, you know, a month to regression it. But it must be patched. Policy says, like, you know, look, I'm right now, honestly, looking at the industry, I'm looking for some realistics. Can we be realistic, please, right? Operational capabilities, build those up. Uh, talk to the, look at, learn some ITIL, crying out loud, right? And, and wow. really kind the of security get, guy talking ITIL. I know, awesome. I know, I know. Blowing people away here. Um, <laughs> going in the Wayback Machine, we're going to 2001 when ITIL was popular. And I, I can also speak Six Sigma. Careful. Wow. Uh, CTQs, FMEAs, yeah. Um, but looking at all the things, and, and our, our uh, uh, VP and Jim here of uh, the Enterprise Security Products Group earlier today said, look, we're all focused on the new new, on the, the, the shiny, cool, what's what's awesome, the new box that we can throw in the rack and it's got, you know. You mean the single tool that does everything? Right, wrong. It does everything. That's the part they don't include in the marketing, uh, in the marketing brochures. It does everything poorly. Um, but look, we, we totally forget to do the basics. And if we all just did the basics, like if we could all just get security involved in sane change management and look at configuration lockdown, right? And if, if we knew what our baselines look like from a, uh, how many kernel modules you load at each boot, uh, what services on Windows should not be restarting three times a day <laughs> on your servers, right? Um, how often do admins actually log in from the internet? Um, it, we'd be, what? A million miles ahead of where we are today. Yeah, but that's a lot of data collection you're asking for, and 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 I, what I hear from folks quite often is, well, that's really hard. <laughs> it's it's if it's hard, it's probably worth doing. So 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 don't be the security guy who says that's too hard. And 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 we have we have tools for those. They're called SIMs, and if they're good enough, they'll process yeah. lots of data. And if they're meaningful, like with you, what you're doing, right? Right? Meaningful rules refine often. Um, it works. Absolutely. All right. So on that, folks, um, we're going to go hug it out because this is this has been awesome. We've <laughs> discovered that we, we're we're twinsies um, in our uh, in our mentality. But hopefully, you've you've picked up on some of this and uh, are able to utilize it back in your real world. Uh, this is Raf and uh, for Shaquille and uh, I'm sorry, was Eve Shaquille? And we're signing off. Uh, thanks a lot, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Down the Rabbit Hole podcast with Rafal Lose, the White Rabbit. If you have comments on today's podcast episode or ideas for future topics, please contact Raf on Twitter at White Rabbit. That's spelled W-H-1-T-3-R-A-B-B-I-T. Or leave a comment on the podcast webpage located at podcast.whiterabbit.net, spelled W-H-1-T-3-R-A-B-B-I-T dot net. Thank you once again for listening.